Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest from the world of sports, DFS, and gambling. With over five years of hot takes and millions of downloads later, I guess he's been doing something right. Now, sit back and listen to one of the sharpest minds in the game. Here's your host, Dwayne Callender. All right, folks, plenty of talking points from the Saturday afternoon games. Uh, the Pittman hit. I mean, we had UFC last night with Edwards defending his title. Was a lot to talk about, but frankly, not nearly enough time to get into everything. But we have uh, the spreads to get into for the Sunday slate, so that's what we're going to focus on. My quick thoughts from a DFS perspective is I think the Packers-Buccaneers uh, game is highly undervalued. The total is lower than it should be, in my opinion. I think we should be going uh, heavier on that game. Uh, totally get playing uh, Washington and uh, Los Angeles with the Rams. Uh, to be honest, neither secondary is going to strike fear in the hearts of any QB. So Sam Howell should be able to put up numbers. And if he does throw picks, uh, th- that wouldn't shock me at all. I think what we have to kind of focus our attention on is ideally where some of these teams line up. And truth be told, I think there's a lot to be said in terms of fantasy uh, activity versus reality of the situation. I think we've got teams that are far better real-life teams than fantasy teams uh, like kind of lining up the slate today. So from my perspective, I think you're kind of looking towards more the 500 teams than actually some of the more uh, established teams this week. Uh, I, I hate, I, just being honest, I hate uh, the way, uh, I hate the way the uh, the Dolphins look this week. I think it's a terrible matchup against the Jets. Um, even with uh, the Dolphins losing on Monday night, I still think this Jets matchup is bad for them. I, I, I would be... Very much uh, try to uh, side against that um, and and go in a different direction. I, I I'm more of the opinion that you're you're asking for a world of hurt if you're going to be relying on some of these uh, higher ranked teams to come through for you. So that's where I'm looking at the scenarios. Um, you know, in terms of uh, a couple other spots to kind of pick on. You know, there are, you know, a couple of places where, you know, we we can kind of uh, delineate and, uh, you know, uh, pick our spots. But, you know, I'm not necessarily uh, of the opinion you should be uh, just loading up on the favorites because at this time of year, from a DFS perspective, it's about opportunity of, like, who's going to do what, who needs to put up big numbers, and manage games from that perspective. So uh, I I don't think there's nearly as much opportunity with some of these squads. So that's why I'm kind of looking more towards uh, the mid-tier pairings because I I think you can get a little bit more uh, value out of uh, everything that's going on. So, yeah, without much further ado, we're going to get into uh, the slate uh, with my Bob. So we'll get him on. And, uh, yeah, from a fantasy perspective... This 
you know, could I could jinx it, but this actually shapes out to be pretty solid week in my opinion. Um, yeah, I definitely think there's some opportunities here to take advantage of. So, without much further ado, we're gonna uh, get moving and into the uh, into the game. So, uh, we'll be back after the break and uh, stick around. Don't go anywhere. The Fantasy Throwdown Podcast will be right back after our sponsors pay the bills. Welcome back to the show. Hope you got your popcorn ready. All right, Kelly, bringing you back for the Sunday lineups. Uh, this solid day yesterday. I mean, to be honest... Cincinnati should have put that game away much sooner. The fact that it went to overtime shows just how sloppy they were because they had to come back multiple times. But I I picked Cincinnati to win that game. I thought Brongham would play much better than he did. Uh, I thought it was a step back for him. Yeah. Uh, Oh, it it definitely was. It definitely was. Like. To me, to me, Cincinnati has shown that the ceiling basically, like you knew the ceiling was limited, but you know there were signs that maybe it wasn't going to be as bad as it looked. It was bad as it looked, <laughs> like that. That's yeah, that's the longest short of it. But but even with all of that, Browning still wasn't the most disappointing quarterback of the day because we had our boy Mitch, our boy Mitch. <laughs> Mitch, Mitch, Mitch finally got benched in favor of Mason Rudolph. Not that it makes any uh, any uh, you know difference, but it's just so brutal watching some of the quarterback play yesterday. That uh, I, I didn't even know Mason Rudolph was still in the league. I I, I highly doubt anyone else did either. You know, it's 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 you know that. It, it, that's to tell you how bad, how bad Trubisky was. I, I feel sorry for Tomlin because he can't go out there and play quarterback. But, uh, you know, the, the, the quarterback, and you could see how it's where it ran on the defense, you know, uh, that, 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 that the, the quarterback play was so bad, yeah, you know. So it's, uh, you know, it's 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 you know, don't don't matter how good you are, when you're on the field too long, it starts to when you're not getting nothing out of it. You just you just going back to, to take a sip of Gatorade and back out again. I, I mean, well, there's no there's no doubt about it. Like Mitch was so bad that it basically has sapped the energy and enthusiasm out of the Steelers' defense. Yeah, like it's, it's just. It is what it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Tomlin yesterday, and I'm like, you know, he looking like, where's the end of the season? 
know? Well, well, the the thing, the thing of it was is that I didn't think that Tomlin was in a position where he would be at risk of having a losing season, but like Mitch has like made sure oh, that yeah, the yeah, Steelers man. are basically at best, uh, at best, I, because I, I, I don't see where they get two wins at this point. Like no, the rest of the season, I don't see where they get two wins. So I think I think the Steelers are going to end up with a losing season. Not for the teams that got to play because Baltimore is one of those teams. Yeah, unless 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 they're resting starters, I don't see where Pittsburgh gets two wins. Let alone like I don't even know if they win another game. Like that that that's how bad the situation looks for Pittsburgh. Like they've lost all the games that they like. Yesterday was again. Another winnable game, oh, and yeah. if they had any interest of making the playoffs, it, you know, it's the reason why people had picked them to go to the playoffs, and for you know talking about that they they could be a team that could win the division was because of where they were and the games they had, all those winnable games against the Patriots, against the Cardinals, you know, against the Colts at home because the Colts wasn't going any place. But uh, it, it, let's say, I'll show you guys something, you know. So it is what it is, you know. It is what it is. It, it's, it's. I'm telling you, you gotta be a real football fan these days to to really sit through some of those games, because you know, thank God for red zone that you don't actually have to watch the entire game. But for like yesterday. You know, when you got to watch those games individually, it was tough. It was hey, tough. Hey, we got we have we have college bowl games, we got college basketball. You you you, you got you got you got you got to diversify your palate. Man, I I you know, that but you know that's one of the problems I'm having too. Some of those college games, you know, you watching some of these quarterbacks, you just hoping that some of these guys don't make it to the NFL because <laughs> I mean it's it's bad. It's really bad. Uh, you know? Oh god, god. All right, let, let's let's get let's get into it. <laughs> like just crushing, just just going out here, just crushing college kids' dreams of like just like making it NFL roster. No, you, you're too bad. Just just do something else with your life. Part of it is. It's their fault, and is uh, well. The coaches too. The coaches, the coaches enabling enabling um, right. mediocrity by doing more uh, gimmick uh, offenses. Yeah, well, that and uh, you know the the the, the NFL, and I, they 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 probably had good intentions. You know that wants to make football more safe. Okay, yeah. So, so, yeah. So we'll talk about the Pittman hit, because um, yeah. uh, he, because uh, uh, you know, uh, this was a big talking point on the internet. Everyone was complaining that the, you know it's it, you got to get that out of the game. But here's the issue: if you're telling defenders don't dislodge the ball, which is what people are basically saying, it's like. Just let them catch the ball and then touch them down. Then you're not playing defense. Black football. Like you're not playing. De- like I- I'm sorry. I'm sorry, folks. Don't like to hear this. 
But this is what Tom Brady was talking about. The pass that Gardner Minshew threw that forced Pittman to dive and put himself in harm's way. You Yes, you could throw out a defenseless receiver rule. You can have that defensive receiver rule, but, the, it, but that, you can't abuse it. Because, it, like, when you put yourself in positions where, literally, I'm supposed to just let you get away with that? That's where you get into the spot to your point of, then you're just saying, don't play defense anymore. Yeah, the problem I had with, with yesterday, okay? The problem I had with yesterday, and I'm not a Colts fan, I'm not a Steelers fan. Because, because everyone's saying it's like, Oh well, there was a way not to lead with the shoulder. His head—he's he, Pittman has to dive for the ball and is leading with his head. There's no other way to get to the ball unless you're trying to punch it out, which is what some people were trying to say. It's like, oh well, he could have ran and tried to punch out the ball. It, it's like it's like it's not a natural ball. It's not a natural football. But like there were so many things I was reading and like like. But like people just like I, it's how I know people never played football because like the some of the suggestions I kept hearing were just it just were nonsensical. And but the worst were the folks that were just saying, "Oh, well, just let them catch it and touch them down." Like what? You're supposed to give up a 25 yard pass play? Like no, like without playing defense. But the problem I had with that play, the problem I had with that play, is that. People are acting as though he caught the ball and then he came in to hit him and dislodge it. They were both, and that play was almost simultaneous. It's not like he had the ball. No. But this is my point. Like, you know? you're, you're, you're literally asking the defender, just, catch, just let him catch the ball. Well, let me give you a joke. The defender had just as much chance of getting... Injured as the as the, the, the well, that's the thing. Devontae Kazee, like he's leading with the shoulder. He yeah. got he got ejected for saying uh, they were targeting a defenseless receiver. The receiver is def- the receiver the receiver is defenseless because he's diving for a ball that's beyond his reach, so he has to put himself in a defenseless position. But that doesn't mean that as a defender, I should just let him catch the ball. I have a problem with that with that call. And the, the thing was what I mean, uh, I understand was, why the refs ejected him because Pittman was uh, had a concussion and because they have the defensive receiver rule they, they, they argue targeting. Because they don't they don't want those kind of hits. But the, guess what? But but here here's my thing. Honestly, the way I look at that, when you when it's and when it's clear that the offensive player put themselves in a position where they had to be defenseless, I think it's a penalty to the quarterback. Because to me, like Gardner Minshew threw a pass he had no business throw, and this was this was lost in the entire argument that Tom Brady made about uh, about the, the the issue of player safety and guys picked up a lot of bad habits that need to get cleaned up. Because that's the play he was talking about. Because, 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 because he, here's the thing: you you are asking defenders not to ta- not to tackle people or dislodge the ball. Because if you're saying you can't you can't stop people from catching the ball, what what are we doing? What are we doing? Well, let me give you a joke. Let me let, let me give you another instance. 
Because if you're going like this, you can throw flags all the time. Justin Jefferson got injured last week and got out of the game. Okay? And there was no flag on that play. It's almost the same thing. Dobbs threw a ball for Jefferson where he let him right into the yes. defender. He let him right into that hit. And it, 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 he got injured on that play. But it wasn't a dirty play. It wasn't anything. He, 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 he came right into the defender. Yes. But what, what, but what folks are arguing is like, no, but it's the head and neck area, so it's a different scenario. He has to treat the head and neck above uh, all else. And my, and, my, and, my, and my issue with that is, again, if you're the defender, the guy's diving for the ball. You're telling me because he's diving head first, I have to let him catch the ball. But, but, like, 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 that is the logic that you're saying. So basically, if I'm the offensive player... If I just keep putting myself in disadvantageous position from a safety standpoint, then I I am more likely to actually get a, a better chance of a big play because the defender won't uh, will be too afraid to touch me for a hit. Like that's that's literally the argument that people are making. That it's like because it's head and neck, you you can't do it. I saw this coming a couple of years ago, and I said it. And, uh, you know, because they said, stop hitting with the helmet, okay? You got to use the shoulder. Well, you know what he you know what he hit that guy with yesterday? The shoulder. The shoulder, you know, because it's the same thing. You stop, you, you, you tell guys, don't dip the helmet. Running backs, every time a running back is running, when, 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 it's, it's, when contact is getting close, you know what the running back does? Lord, he down. <laughs> yeah. Nobody ever gives a running back a, a, a red flag. You know, so, I, look, I don't like to see guys get injured. Yeah, okay? And every time a guy gets laid out there, you think about, um, oh, my God, the, 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 the Buffalo safety. And you, you know, you don't want... Yeah, 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 no, like, because the the Hamlet situation. But but here's the long and short of it. A lot of this, I think, is a lot of noise. Because, yes, you have folks mad at home and then they go on their Twitter. But a lot of it just kind of comes down to people are gambling on games and they get mad when their guy gets hurt. So, like, you got Pittman, like... And so they keep keep blasting it on the internet. And, like, again, you know, part of the reason why we do this show... It's to try to use common sense and logic. Because oftentimes, people come from a place of rationality. That play yesterday, yeah, yeah. It, was yeah, unfor- it was unfortunate that Michael Pittman got hurt. But, while I understand why he, uh, uh, DeMonte Kazee got ejected, I don't agree with it. Because in that scenario, what are you, what are you trying to explain to him to do? Let him catch the ball. Catch a t- catch a twenty five plus yard pass, and just pull up because again it's a bang bang play. The like like Pittman did not have possession of the ball. He's got to dislodge the ball. Look, let me tell you something. I heard so many people talk about that yesterday. Not one, not one got it right, and they just they just covered the NFL with that because it was a bad ejection to me. It was a bad ejection. 
there was no willful intent and that you cannot you can't show me where he had time to have willful intent the, and he the only the only thing they said was it was it, he was impacting the head and neck area which is again the entire point that Tom Brady was making is that guys are putting themselves in far more dangerous positions than ever before yeah. it's not the defender's job to defend uh, to to keep the offensive player safe Look, that was the entire point that Brady made that got glossed over, and it happened in less than three weeks. We had two different examples in less than three weeks since Brady made that comment. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's ridiculous. I, I you know I, I I like I said I'm not a Steeler fan. I I didn't have money better on the game, but it's it. I thought that was a bad call. And the worst about it is, is how quickly he got ejected. <clears throat> you know, not just that he got a red flag; he got thrown out of the game. Yeah. For 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 using for using the shoulder that they said that's what we wanted to use. But I I, I don't know what after that. What are you going to tell people? You know, and and I'm listening to guys try to defend that decision and not, and. Not one of them is saying it with a straight face. Yeah. <coughs> Anywho, all right. Let, 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 let's 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 get into the picks because I don't want to dr- drown on any longer on this. Like uh, there there was too much discourse about that yesterday that I found nonsensical. But it, we we move on. So barn burner in Carolina today for you, Cali Falcons three and a half point favorites over the Panthers who are hosting at home. Uh, the, uh, the Falcons. I, 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 I don't think the the Panthers are gonna win another game. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, I feel I feel bad for Bryce Young because he's gonna catch a lot of flack uh, in the in the off season. He hasn't really caught it yet during the season because they know how bad the team is. Like like most people like understand like how bad this team is. Well, here's why Bryce Young is going to catch some flack. Not because of nothing he did, it's because of what Caesar Stroud did. Yes, but okay. but now that Stroud is out with the concussion, it's like he gets spared a little bit for the rest of the season. He gets spared a little bit, not much, but a tad. And then uh, we, we kind of continue on, but yeah, it, it, it just was not a yeah, good look. Yeah, it's, it's, just that. it's not like... It's not like if Bryce Young is playing so bad and he's throwing interceptions all over the place or whatever, whatever. No. It's just that, you know, and, and look, I would have never picked Bryce Young before CJ Stroud. I wouldn't have done yeah, that. Yeah, no, no, they, you, okay. you, were, you were clear about that. I, 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 did, I, I personally didn't think it was that wide of a difference. But from how quickly Stroud has adapted, I'm seeing a much higher ceiling for him than I actually thought he had. So that to, to me, that was more of a course correction yeah. on my part with CJ Stroud. Well, but but the, the other th- thing, but but why I would have picked Stroud before Young was because of Young's frame and the fact that he gets injured. That, that that's it. It's not as though I, I, I would have said, "Oh, I I, I think Stroud is way more talented than." Brad. No, no, no. I didn't think so. 
that that wasn't it at all. I always, I always, are very careful with guys with with their size. It's like I like Jim Daniels, but if I had to pick, and I'm picking like a first pick and whatever. I would be kind of reluctant to pick him because of his size. Love the way he plays, you know, his IQ and everything with the game. I am just scared about the size. You know, at that frame, it's like it's like one hit away from, you know, whatever. So that that's all. You know, that that that's the thing with, 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 with to me with with, with it's and it's just that CJ Stroud ended up on a team with 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 to me a better coach, you know, better surroundings, and and that's another important thing. I think they did a lousy job in Carolina, a, a lousy job, and and I still say they deserve it because when Steve Wilkes took over that team last year. And those guys was playing for him. To me, you should have left it there and say, let's roll the dice here. Instead of dismantling the whole thing and going in a, in a different direction. Because, hey, it worked out really good. Yeah, sure. You had to fire the guy that, that you just brought in. <laughs> you know? Always a sign of a good hire. Oh, when, you, when, you fire, yeah, when you fire him in less than six out. months. Yeah, Always a sign. Anyway, all right, let, let's keep it moving. Uh, all right, Bears, three-and-a-half-point underdogs on the road at Cleveland. DJ Moore expected to play with the ankle injury, uh, and it's another round of Joe Flacco with the Browns. Yeah, but I'll, the reason I'm taking the Browns is because, and I know you threw a pick last week, but... Joe Flacco don't have to do a lot. It's not like he has to win games in Cleveland. That defense will keep you in there to win those games. The bar is so low in Cleveland of what the quarterback actually needs to do to execute that Joe Flacco can just do what he had done for the back end of his Ravens career is just game manage. Like, we, we we talked about this offline with the Cam uh, uh, the Cam Newton game manager comments that got everyone so upset, but no one re- really went into the context of what context of what Cam was coming from. These quarterbacks are not being asked to do a ton; they're being asked to throw short passing plays. Yes, you will take some intermediate shots, but they're not trying to have you push the envelope and thread the needle between a, a corner and a safety over the top like some other uh, uh, QB calls would. It's like, so yes, they are game managing. But that's not like, people make it sound like game managing is a is a derogatory term. Right. I'm not going to, I go to say that people act as though that because you say game managing, it's like it's a dirty word. Let me tell you something. Bill Parsons won two Super Bowls with the Giants. And you know what those quarterbacks did? They game managed. Every now and then, 
They had to make a play or two, but it was mostly game hockey because Bill Parsons was, we running the ball. We run the ball, we play defense. And you would see him screaming at Phil Simms at the sideline if, if he, if he <clears throat> kept throwing the ball t- too often. You know, he, he, he was mad with that. His thing is ball control. Ball control, time of possession. That's game managing. It's not a bad thing. Like because I said, it turned into this dirty word, and I can't, for the life of me, I can't imagine what, what where people get that from. For I, I, I got news for you folks. Tom Brady, for as long as he played, the majority of his career, he was a game manager. Like, that is what Tom Brady did. But, but Tom, Brady's, Tom Brady's thing is to game manage. He, he never used to take unnecessary chances. And I'm not just talking about the plays they call. I'm talking about the way he played. The way he played, the way, the way he played is that, hey, ball security. Ball security is it. Don't, don't be given chances when you don't have to. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't understand. I, I, look, I'm, I'm not in Cam Newton's mind. I don't know if he meant it as an insult or whatever. But to me, it wasn't a revelation like, oh, yeah, you know, that's true. But, but it, the, my problem is there's not enough game managing. Of, or I, I shouldn't say that. It's not enough proper game managing in the NFL right now. Because, yeah. okay, take Cincinnati yesterday on that first drive. Oh, God. <laughs> You're running the ball. You're ripping up yards. But for some reason, on third down, you try a trick play. I mean, I wanted to dive through the TV and scream, you know, strangle somebody. It's like, you got to be kidding me. You are bailing out that defense. Yeah, it, 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 like there, 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 were, there, were so many, there were so many questions I had about the play calling yesterday for I'm certain teams. You. Like, it's just... It reminds me a couple of weeks ago with, with Kevin Stefanski in, in, up in Denver. They're making a comeback. The defense is holding, and you try a double reverse and lose about 10 yards, and, and, and that was it. Denver just went on a run. I mean, you can't do that. So uh, before people make a big fuss about what Cam said, hey, no, it, it, it's not an insult. My thing is, I want more game managing because the problem with Dak, when they're talking about Dak, I don't want Dak forcing and throwing the ball all over the place. And I don't give a shit about the Cowboys. They can't suck enough for me. But you're going to tell me that the way Dak is looking now, playing in control like that, it's not better than, but that's my that was that was my point. So so that that was the only thing, and I said that like that was the only thing I disagree with Cam on is that I'd rather have Dak be more controlled because Mike McCarthy saw what they were doing with Cooper Rush and said, "Why the hell aren't we doing this more with Dak? Like, why are we changing up the play calling dramatically when Dak's back in 
versus just playing more restrained because Dak is clearly better than Cooper Rush, but our play calling sucks. But 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 that that is what um uh, oh my god I'm trying to remember last year uh, 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 on the morning program, but uh, 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 yeah, I think I think you had mentioned Dominic Foxworth brought that point up. Yeah, that hey, no, we we shouldn't change it. We just do it with a better guy, and instead of that, they actually went back to doing the same shit they were doing before. You know, instead of sticking with that game plan, you know. So I I I don't understand. Why people make such a fuss about? Oh, oh! Well, you could say that the game manager and, and, and whatever, whatever. What, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Don Shula and Tom Landry and them used to do. What do you think that was? Huh? The the West Coast the West Coast offense is high class game managing. Short passes turn into long runs. Bill Walsh came up with that. That's game managing. I don't want you cutting the ball downfield. It's not like, yeah, Montana control, but it's not like he has gutted these long, 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 long passes. You know, he was just carving you up with with, with, with those little things that you can defend. You know, and 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 and, and a two yard pass would turn into a fifteen yard run. That that that's it. So I I look. I, I don't I don't understand and like I said I, I don't know Cam's mind what what he was trying to if he was trying to insult somebody or whatever 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 <coughs> but <coughs> hey <coughs> they acting as though game manager is this bad word that if you're a game manager uh, you can't play quarterback it's the most amount of bullshit that's why you have so many guys just going reckless. All over the place, tossing the ball into into forcing it into positions where you have no right. You know, like uh, like I said, like like that pass the Dobbs throw last week that that got his, his his receiver injured. You know, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Anywho, so moving on. Uh, this is the matchup I am targeting the most from a fantasy perspective. Green Bay at Lambeau hosting Tampa Bay. I, I like targeting the Tampa Bay secondary. I think Green Bay's wide receivers, even though they lost to the Giants on Monday night, I think that was more of a reflection of they came into the game, like kind of, uh, feeling their oats a bit. They got humbled. And so now they, they, they're, they're kind of, uh, back to the drawing board trying to see if they can make the playoffs. Tampa's in the same spot. Tampa's going to be aggressive throwing the ball. Mike Evans should have a big day. Uh, uh, and as well as Rashad White, like Green Bay's not great against pass-catching uh, running backs. I think this game actually ends up being uh, kind of high-scoring. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll leave you to it. I, 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 what's the spread there? So, uh, oh, I, I thought I said it. Uh, Green Bay favorite three and a half. Yeah, I, I Green Bay at home. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'll take I'll take that. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, gr- yeah, gr- Green Green Bay Green Bay favorite by three and a half. Uh, it's uh, it's one of the 
It's actually, a, like, this is why I said, I think this game's much higher scored than the totals being given. Uh, the total's 42. I, I look at it like this is a low total to me. I honestly think both these defenses are going to have some trouble with the offensive weapons on the other side. I, I definitely think uh, this is probably in the high 40s, maybe even cracks 50 by the end of the game. Um, I, I, I don't. I, I think. I think. As as much as much as much as we may not, uh, you, uh, you may not. Hey, and Baker had that rally last week. He did it. He did it for you, Callie. He said, "Hey, you're getting off the, my bandwagon. I'm, 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 I'm steering folks back on." Yeah, but the pro- the problem is that that was last week. Baker has finally got to do the same thing twice. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, I was also going to say that you know it, it, it's it's not as though he was like going up against stellar competition. <laughs> it's no, also... no, 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 you know. But um, I, 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 I'll, I'll look. I would, would, would. To me, with Green Bay and those young receivers, I at home, I, I, I think that's the little edge I'm going to take. You know, I know the, the the defense is not as good. The secondary is not as great, you know, and you can throw on them because you saw it with the Giants last week, you know, because uh, some of those passes at the end of the game, I, I thought, uh, you know, they should have been much tighter. But um, I, I, I think in a shootout, I, I think Green Bay have more weapons than Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I look at that. This is this is very much so in the in Green Bay's camp. It yeah. the, the, to me the, the, the I I probably would lean towards Tampa Bay, but it's in Green Bay. Yeah. But, uh, the only the only reason why I would take Tampa Bay in pick pools is if you're behind in your pick pool. So this is like more of a game theory standpoint. If you're behind in your pick pool, most people should be picking Green Bay. But if you're behind and you need to catch up, you're going to have to start pivoting and going in a couple of different directions depending on your pool like if, uh, like to make up ground. So to me, that's the only circumstance I would take Tampa in a pick pool. But the play should be three and a half uh, Green Bay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'll take Green Bay. All right, next up. The fighting Zach Wilsons traveled to South Beach to play two in the in the Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins are maybe without Tyree Kill. They may be without uh, the uh, starting running back Devon Achan, and they may be down an offensive lineman. But we still have the line here uh, from when it was done originally. Dolphins favored by twelve and a half. Look, let me tell you something. And I never thought I would hear myself say this. Okay. Now the current line is at eight. It opened at uh, it opened much higher, but it's like the current line's at eight. So like the people are starting to bet the jet side of the equation now that all the injury news came out. Well, I'm not even talking about the Jets. It's that game last week. It kind of confirmed it for me with Miami. Is that? They can't beat any team that can play any kind of defense. 
So, so what you're saying is they're this year's Minnesota? Yes. Because, look, let me tell you something. Until they do it, I'm going to say this. Because for all that nine, what are, what are they, nine and, nine and what? Uh, uh, the, the Dolphins are nine and four. Nine and four. For all that nine and four, they haven't beaten any good team yet. Every time they, they run into a team that has any kind of semblance of a, of a, a, a above 500 team, they've gotten their ass kicked. Every time. You know, so I, 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 I you, 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 you don't have to kick me in my tail to, 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 to let me see this. They got to show me they can do it. And I think that Jets defense is going to give them fits. You know, because they're not going to be able to zip up and down against that. Unless that Jets defense makes a, a, a 180, I don't see it. I I think, yeah, I know you got... You got the great equalizer on the other side, Zach Wilson. Uh, did did, did you just see the goal? Huh? Uh, I'm watching the Arsenal game. Did you just see the goal we scored? No. I, okay, I, okay. And, uh, I'll, I'll explain the scenario. Uh, like, I'm sorry, I'm taking us off track. But the, the, this was a set-piece goal off a corner. The Arsenal uh, has the corner. They, they kick the ball. The defender... This should be the keeper's ball. The keeper doesn't call for it. The defender flicks, it does a header, but flicks the ball back, and it's a perfect assist to like uh, Gabriel Jesus, who heads the ball in. Uh, I, 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 you flick the ball backwards, like when you're defending a corner, like it's either forwards so you can see the ball, or off to the <laughs> to the side. Why would you flick it backwards where you can't react to? I can't. I can't well, fl- get. Flicking it backwards is what is what the offensive player wants to do. <laughs> that's what the offensive player wants to do. Oh my god! To, I just, to, I just yeah, can't. So, I can't with these teams. The fundamentals yeah, are so I, bad. Yeah. Oh god! It, it it sucks being it's, it's the defensive back because I just. I just see so many bad techniques being done in the Premier League. It drives me crazy at times. Oh, yeah. Well, I flicked the ball back. Like, oh, okay. Anyway, let's get back on track. Let's get back on track. Yeah, so based off of what we've seen with Miami's caliber of work, they have, they've beaten bad teams. They've embarrassed uh, uh, unprepared teams. But against good teams... Or teams that are actually showing up to play, they have struggled, and that's what happened Monday night. Tennessee came to play. wasn't quite sure why Tennessee came up to play, but like they were ready to go, and the, like the Tennessee defense was being mean, and it gave Miami fits to the point where Miami lost because Tennessee just would not concede that game. Like Tennessee just. Said no, we are not. We are not going away, and eventually won that game. I actually think this is an upset alert game. As stupid as it sounds, even with as poorly as Zach Wilson plays, if the Jets' defense can win this game 
And I said, we talked about this last night. I said this. If the Jets can win this game, they have guaranteed Robert Sala's job for next season. And that's been the whole modus operandi for this Jets defense is to save Robert Sala's job for the crap job that the organization and ownership have done for uh, Sala in that defense this year. By sabotaging the season on Zach Wilson and not actually replacing Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I, I, I think, um, you know, it's, it's, I, you know, that, that, that they, they, I don't see, I don't see this Miami offense being able to run, ring, run rings around this Jets. Uh, oh, shit. I, I got distracted here. It's one of the stupidest play I ever seen. Yeah, so I, I, as soon as I saw this game, I said, I am picking the Jets because I don't think this Miami can 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 get the better of this Jets defense. I, I Jets don't think so, you know. So yeah, because Miami, the way that offense plays, it's like. You gotta let me play, you know. You gotta give me room and let me play. Let me let me stop watching soccer because these guys just aggravate me with passing this ball back, and, 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 and it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, so I I, I just like I say, until Miami proves to me. Until they prove to me they can beat a top flight defense, I, I have no confidence in that team. I, they, they haven't done it. They haven't done it. Everybody who they played that has a decent defense have beaten them. So I, 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 I'm picking the Jets today. I never thought I'd be picking Zach Wilson, but I'm, I'm not picking Zach Wilson. I'm picking the Jets defense. <laughs> All right, uh, next up, Tommy DeVito <laughs> going to the Big Easy to play oh, oh, we, the we, Saints. We kicking the ass. We're going to kick the, 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 the Saints are six-and-a-half-point favorites over the Giants. So the, the, the Vegas still does not believe in Tommy Cutlets. Oh, man. But look, never did this. <laughs> no, the problem is, uh, and I hope he's ready for it. I don't know with the way how the team has performed if if that that place is going to be as loud as it normally is. But I've heard Eli Manning and them talk about playing the playing the Saints down there that you can't hear nothing. So I hope he's ready for it. You know, um, this is this is more of a sentimental pick that I'm picking the Giants and. It's a it's a sentimental pick and it's also a pick in hope that he does well because I'm hoping that next year the argument start is why do we need to keep Daniel Jones on you know so <laughs> I'll tell you why I'm ta- I I'll tell you why I'm taking the Giants because this is the Saints have to win this game it's crunch time. To make the playoffs, this is exactly the kind of game Derek Carr finds a way to lose. So, like, I look at this, 
I, I already know the Giants have screwed up their draft positioning. This is not me picking the Giants just because I want to be a homer. This is me just acknowledging these are the kind of games that the Giants find a way to win that they have no business winning. Because by all accounts, by all accounts, the Saints should be stomping the Giants. Because, again, it's Tommy DeVito under center with that uh, Saints defense and the crowd uh, being loud in the Superdome. The Saints should stomp this game. This seems, this screams the kind of game Derek Carr finds a way to lose. And it happens every time we come late in December. And it's like, you know, you know, why Derek Carr's not in the playoffs more often in his career? It's because of games like this. Like, I've seen this story happen enough times where I'm like, I am not feeling this game whatsoever. So, to me, this is a stay away spot betting wise. Like if you're if you're just betting on your own, don't bet this game. If you're in a picks pool, probably take the giant side of it because the six and a half. Yeah, the Saints could pro- will probably find a way to eventually pull it out, but will probably end up being a field goal. It's like it, this game's gonna find a way to be wonky. I just don't. I would rather not be in the middle of it. <laughs> uh, so these are the these are the games you try to stay away from. Because it it should scream Saints steamroll the Giants, but I'm telling you, I've seen this story enough times with Derek Carr, where games that should be far more straightforward uh, than the uh, than they end up working out to be, it's like it ain't it ain't worth the headache. So moving on, I think this is a clear cut case here. Next game, uh, no uh, C.J. Stroud for the Texans. Uh, the news wasn't uh, like wasn't available the first go around. The line only moved up uh, an extra point, so uh, the uh, Tennessee's favored by two and a half. It's currently three and a half now, but you know at Tennessee, no C.J. Stroud, no Nico Collins. Obviously, Tank Dell's done for the year. I, I just don't see how the Texans real like realistically. We're back to. The Texans, and, you know, they, they said, no, we're not going back to Davis Mills. They bring back Case Keenum to run the offense today. I'm sorry. I'm taking the Tennessee side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm with you there. I, I think um, the, the the Texans have made their run. And, you know, I, for now, for, for the, the, well, you put it down the injuries. You have no receivers. You know, you have no receivers. And now you have no quarterback. So I I'm 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 looking at the you know, they're gonna play hard. They're probably gonna play hard because that defense, even though again, on defense they're, they're missing people too. Yeah. So but you know I think they're gonna play spirited and stuff, but no, I think Tennessee is gonna is is gonna beat them because um I'm coming off that win last week. Yeah, I, 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 I take Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't necessarily see the opportunity for any upside out of the Texans. Like, Stroud did, that's why Stroud was in the MVP conversation, because everyone knows that Houston roster is not what it's cracked up to be. So, to me, this is just kind of a case where, all right, we're we're back to square one again with Houston. 
this is not a good team. So it, it is what it is. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll see. We'll see how it goes once uh, uh, Stroud is clear from concussion protocol. But uh, yeah, t- this is not Houston's day today, unless the Titans are just coming in flat off of the Monday Night Football win. But uh, the Monday Night Football game, they had no business being up for. So, if anything, a a backup QB that they had to face on Sunday, I think they'd be up for that to pad their defensive stats for bonuses. All right. Afternoon window. Woo! Yikes. (laughs) Like, San Fran going to Arizona. Uh, 49ers, 13.5 point favorites over the Cardinals. Uh, 13 and a half is a lot for some reason the the the, the Cardinals can always give the Fortnite a little fit, fit. but um, I'll take that though I, I'll, I'll take that it, it, it's, it's, it's gonna be it, as easy it's it, it's t- it's tight it's tight because that's about as high as a, if it was 14 and a half I'd actually be tempted to consider the Cardinal side yeah, it's uh, like yeah. that to me. This feels like a two touchdown game, but I don't like seven. If you're telling me I, I would have to go to seventeen or more, I, I would just start looking at the Arizona side. But to me, this is like the very fringe of where I would consider betting this game. Uh, I would rather look at props than anything else than bet the spread on this one. Uh, or if anything, I, I'd if you really wanted to bet the. Uh, the uh, 49ers, I probably would just bet the over because to me, uh, I, I would look at Arizona maybe putting up points against the San Francisco secondary uh, and keeping it interesting because the line's 48 and a half. So they're, they're kind of looking at this thing. It's like, you know, they're expecting at some point um, the Cardinals are going to put up a decent fight here. So uh, I don't love the game, but... You know, it's it, it's one of those where you could you could like again to my point of if you're behind in picks pools, I would consider going to the Arizona side just to differentiate yourself to play catch up because you're already behind and the public's going to be on San Francisco. So that, to me, that's the way I would look at it. But on on the, just the standard the standard uh, piece of paper, it's like to me it's the 49ers line, but barely. I'd, I'd almost say that this is like a, a walkway spot from a spread standpoint and just bet the over um, because there's a chance that if uh, Arizona keeps it interesting early, San Fran just comes out hot in the second half and just pounds them the rest of the way, and that's how you get to, uh, you get to 50-plus points. And then uh, the, the, the next game is the shootout. Uh, Rams hosting Washington – Rams six and a half point favorites, uh, forty nine total. Yeah, I take the Rams. Uh, I, I I think Washington is ready for the off season. Oh, they've been ready. Uh, yeah, uh, they've been ready, but uh, Washington has been able to put up points, and this Rams secondary has been susceptible to big pass play. So I think I think this one gets interesting from an uh, offense standpoint. Um, I think the total makes sense, but, uh, yeah, it, I would still take the Rams side of the equation just because Washington's defense is so bad that if you tell me all, all the Rams have to do is cover a touchdown, that seems reasonable. So, 
All right. Sunday window, the the prime uh, the, the the main game on Sunday because uh you know Sunday night football is not I I'm not as enamored with the Sunday night football matchup as some people are, but this is the game of the week. Cowboys traveling to Buffalo to play the Bills. Bills one and a half point favorites over, over the Cowboys. I'm taking the Cowboys in this this game. Oh, so you oh, so you're aligning with me on this one? Okay. Yeah. So here here's here's how I looked at this. Public has been uh, been looking at the Buffalo side and betting the Buffalo side because of the win streak. This is the first good defense the Bills have faced since going on this little streak that they've had, and because Kansas City has been struggling defensively getting pressure the last couple of weeks. It's been it's been showing that uh, the Chiefs defense has not been putting up the numbers that they were in the first uh, seven weeks of the year. The Chiefs defense is in a little bit of a rut. The Cowboys defense has still been clicking on uh, most of their cylinders. I need to see if the Cowboys are going to take this game seriously off of the Eagles game, because to me, the only the the way Buffalo wins this is if uh, Dallas comes in with a little bit of a letdown off of the uh, win over the Eagles. But if they play the way they played against uh, the Eagles, they are going to beat Buffalo, and I don't think it's that close. Well, uh, we actually we actually are seeing things the same way. You know, you know, uh, and contrary to what pe- the first people made with their game management thing, if that plays that same kind of game manager thing where he doesn't try to do too much, okay, and plays within his limits, I think they, I think they blow Buffalo out. I'm telling you, I, 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 I think so because with me. I don't think this Buffalo defense is that good. They struggle. Um, they struggle with underneath routes, and basically teams that are able to. The reason why the Chiefs struggled so much is the fact that the receivers aren't catching the ball. Like that's what kept yeah. stalling out drives. So again, Dallas's receiving core has been solid throughout the year. Dak hasn't had to force feed the ball to CD Lamb. CD's still getting his touches. But it's not to the extent where he has to keep consistently throwing to C.D. Lamb no, uh, to the, the extent problem. where it, it, it's over the top. Yeah, that, that's the problem. Is that every time they try to double C.D. and stuff, he just goes to Crooks. Crooks just have one of these big games and, and then they start slacking out and C.D. will kill you when that happens. So I... I, I'm telling you, I, I'm listening to a lot of people, to, and I'm like, I think I'm seeing Dallas in a way that you guys are seeing because, you know, I hate Dallas guts, okay? So I would look for anything that, so that they could lose. But I'm telling you, for what I'm watching at right now, the way Dallas is playing right now, if they don't screw that up and they keep it, Oh yeah, I think there's an easy win for Dallas. I don't even think it's it's a, it's a tougher game as people think. You know, I, I I don't think so. I'm I'm seeing Dallas 
easily. I, I don't think it's, it's, it's that tough. I think, I think tonight you might look at that game and think it's the game from last week all over again. I, I, I'm seeing it the same way. You know, because last week I picked the Eagles because I thought the Eagles would come out with a, a, a more sense of urgency and, and they just came out flat, you know, and, and Dallas just tucked them. I, 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 but I, I, think, I think Dallas is that much better than, 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 than the Bills. I, I actually don't think that Bills team is as good as people think. You know, and I think that's why Josh is having to overplay. He thinks he has to do it all. Yeah. yeah. So to me, I I I I very much think that this is the interesting game that I I think folks are just kind of again now they're seeing Buffalo come back and like oh the Bills are back and I'm like no I just think it's been more reflection of the other teams that the Bills have been playing have not been because playing particularly they well. Want, they want that. Josh Allen, you know. Yeah, I you know you need to see you know the the, the and you know it like Josh Allen yeah. you know the big white guy and people would love to see him win a Super Bowl trophy yeah you know but I don't oh wait you're breaking up here you're breaking up a little bit yeah I I just think they want to see Josh Allen win a Super Bowl trophy but I I don't think it's gonna happen yeah all right so next up. Well, that's another take of will Josh Allen win a Super Bowl? That's an interesting. Uh, I I I don't think people are on that train of thought yet. Uh, that he he may never win a Super Bowl, but um, uh, we'll get to that another time. Uh, Sunday Night Football. I'm not excited about this matchup as other people are. I think this one's pretty straightforward. Ravens traveling to Jacksonville to play the Jaguars. Ravens three and a half point favorites. Yeah, I take the Ravens. I I I hear people try to talk up the Jacksonville side. Literally, this game comes down to: Do the Ravens take it seriously? If it's much, it's much like the Lions uh, Lions game last night. Uh, the Ravens may be on the road, but with their running style, they can wear out that Jags defense. And to me, as long as the Ravens are scoring points. It's going to be much harder for the Jags to manage that type of game. Where I kind of come down to is when the Ravens don't get uh, when they don't get the uh, uh, they don't get into that snowball mode and they're not bullying teams. That's when a team like the Jags can pick that that Ravens secondary apart in the second half uh, when they don't get too predictable with uh, with uh, the. Um, uh, with the passing game, but like, and they can get a little bit more creative. So my my from my standpoint, we can get into a bad spot with. Uh, uh, so I think this is either Ravens blow out the Jags, and they blow them out early, so that we're we're turning in uh, uh, for the second half, or this one stays close, and then you see the Jags pull out and beat the Ravens. I don't think there's like. Uh, I don't think that this is like a huge 
back and forth, both teams scoring on each other, down to the wire kind of game. I think this is one of those where Ravens put them away early, or you see the Jags dominate the second half and then just pull away. Like I think it's one of those very critical games where by the second quarter we're going to have a pretty good feel about how this game is going to play out. Well, it's the perfect team that, that you know. You know. You know my problem with the Ravens, even though I'm picking the Ravens. My problem with the Ravens is that the Ravens, uh, it's it's like the Red Cross. They just feel sorry and just start giving. You know, they just they just they just start handing stuff out. You know, so it's it's you know the the Ravens don't lose games; they just give away games. If if you look up back at, at the season, the games that the Ravens lose, where which where did you see that the Ravens got outplayed and uh, and lost the game? It's it's always like, wait a minute, the Ravens actually lost that game. Yeah, yeah it's always shocked because like. They control the game right throughout, and that's figure out a way to lose it at the end. You know, so yeah, that's you know, but but I I I still pick the Ravens. Yeah, I still pick them. Yeah. yeah. So that that's where uh, I kind of look at it from the standpoint of. The the uh, the Ravens like I I I think they I think they can snowball that game, but the one advantage the Jags have is because of the receiving options, they can make life absolutely miserable uh, uh, for the Ravens in the second half of games. I I think that's where uh, it it kind of uh, it ultimately boils down to. So, um. The Monday night football game. <sighs> Man, this, we're going to turn in early. We've got Eagles going to Seattle. Eagles four and a half point uh, favorites on the road. My issue, again, what is the Seattle team? Because to me... This kind of comes down to, does DK Metcalf go crazy in terms of like keeping this game close? Or do we just have Seattle just kind of, uh, you know, t- uh, taking care, uh, you know, if we if we have the Eagles just like, uh, uh, just chewing up Seattle on the ground, like, uh, I, I think this is a very straightforward game. I think the only way Seattle keeps that game close is if... Uh, like basically, see, like Seattle basically needs DK Metcalf to score a ton of points, and that's the only way it goes. Uh, who, who's quarterbacking? Well, that's the question. It's like technically, it should be. Uh, it technically it should be uh, uh, Geno back, but it's not. It's not confirmed. But I I, 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 I I like the Eagles in this game because I think the Eagles should come out where they want to reestablish themselves. Uh, yeah, I, I can't... But, that, but that, that's where I feel like it feels like it's a get-right spot for the Eagles. Like, uh, 
Yeah, I I can't say it's a. Uh... It's it's to save the season because you know they 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 they're going into the playoffs, but it's like save the season because if they lose this game, they're going to be in a kind of a free fall that uh, so close to the playoffs, uh, you you don't like their chances. Like you say, this it should be a get right game. So oh wait a second, I forgot one game. Oh wow, I. I can't believe I forgot a game, Callie. We forgot about Bill. Oh, the Chiefs, son. And, oh, we uh, forgot about Bill. How can we forget about Bill? Well, like we were saying yesterday, this is a game where those receivers, with all the, the criticism they're getting, going to have to... To show up because you know Bill is gonna figure out a way to neutralize. Casey. Chiefs nine and a half point favorites, by the way. <laughs> they they should be able to cover that if those guys catch the ball. You know, so it's it's you know they're gonna figure out a way to, to neutralize Kelsey. So. Kadarius Tony, and and I, you know, I wish these guys would figure out how stupid these things sound. With him complaining that the referees never warned him that he was offside, I don't, I don't understand why is it I gotta tell you that you're offside. That you playing football since high school and can't figure out when you're offside. You know, it 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 seems like it, it's it's a, it's a difficult concept to grasp. Mm. But uh, yeah, so we've got uh, yeah, so we you got the Chiefs, you got the Eagles. Uh, any final thoughts on on the Sunday game? Like uh, like I said, we got a barn burner for you today with matchups. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, like, like I said, it's got so much bad football right now. It's 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 amazing. You know, so you know, and part of it is because we play with a lot of backup quarterbacks. Well, that, that well, that's why. It, this this goes back into the larger issue that people think the solution to the uh, quarterback injuries is to limit even more hits on quarterbacks, and that we keep telling them it's like the reason yeah. why guys are getting more hurt is because guys are not doing the proper uh, proper risk mitigation techniques to protect themselves. It's yeah, like I, it, I, it, it, it's like so 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 it, it, the the way I look at this. If you were, like, yes, at a certain point, you baby-proof a house for a child. But at a certain stage, so that's why you don't do hits in pop order and peewee leagues for quarterbacks, like, because it doesn't make any sense. But once you get into high school and college and everything else, you have to trust that that person can rationally do the things that you're teaching them to do to not get themselves put themselves in a bad spot to get hurt. 
But if you're going to constantly baby-proof everything and take the thinking out of the process, guess what? When it times to happen where, oh, should I do this or not? They're not going to know whether or not they should do it because they're just going to assume, yeah, I should do this because nothing bad should happen out of this. But let, let me tell you something. The majority of injuries to quarterbacks this season has nothing to do with a hit. Yeah, it's not contact injuries. So, so, so I, I, I don't understand why you're screwing up the game saying that you're protecting the quarterback. You know, because then, then if, if you want to do it like that, every time a guy gets an Achilles or, or one of these things, you should, you should find the owner like a few million dollars for, for having a bad feel or something like that. Because if, you, if you're going to, if you if you're gonna throw a defender out the game and find him because he made a not a nasty hit, just a hit, well then we're supposed to find the owners for the field. Yeah, it's the same thing to me. Anyway, Kelly, we got we got to wrap up because uh, uh, we're get, we're getting closer to a kickoff. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll catch up a bit later. Okay, okay. All right, take it easy. Okay. Uh-huh. All right, that's going to do it for us. We're going to wrap things up and get this uploaded shortly. So, uh, yeah, best of luck, everyone. And, uh, yeah, uh, we'll we'll catch up uh, ahead of uh, the holiday season uh, as we kind of start winding down the rest of the NFL regular season. But uh, stick around, more, more episodes to come. Be well. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all major outlets.